0: Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 95, What to Do When It's Too Hard. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Let's just hop Right into it. This is a topic that's been a little bit revelatory for me the past little while. And as I've been thinking about it, I developed or created really a three-step process, really simple, to help alleviate what feels like a very hard life experience. This process caters towards, it really only helps when you are addressing difficult things in your life that you cannot control. Okay, if you're trying to address something that's difficult that is within your power to change or do something about, this is not the process for you to use. Now you can you could probably use some of the steps, but I think there's going to be more that is needed um, if you're trying to change something that is within your control. But if it's something that is not, then this is the process that I have created that has been phenomenal for me and I know it will be for you. So I just want to first talk about what are things that are within our control and are not within our control. Typically, generally speaking, I'm going to say that the things that are within your control are how you think and how you feel and what you do, right? And the results that you create in your life because of what you do, right? The results that you create for yourself, okay? Now, if we're talking about Like a diagnosis, a sickness, a disability, extreme neurodivergence, um, a husband, your your kids and their behaviors, your parents, your in-laws, doctors, therapists, the school, these are all things that are outside of your control, at least your complete control, right? We can influence some of those things, like some of those people, right? But we cannot control them. So as you're thinking about this, these concepts and these steps that I am going to share with you and you're trying to apply them to the specific situations that you're experiencing in your life, run it through the filter of whether or not it is something you can control or something you cannot control. Okay, typically things that are considered uh, like the circumstances in your life, for a lot of us moms, it's going to be the struggle that our child is going through, watching them go through that struggle. Um... Or just like the cards that we've been dealt in life. If you can kind of categorize what is hard for you under that umbrella, then you are probably going to be able to address the difficulty, the hardness that you feel with this three step process. Okay. So I also want to invite you that if what you're hearing today is resonating with you, give this podcast a like, um a five-star rating and a share with someone that you feel it could help and impact because anything that we can do to help support our community of moms that are raising kids with special needs, let's do it. Okay. Let's share it. And if you're someone that is looking for help personally, more additional help, reach out to me in the, at the email address below, or you can find me on Facebook. The mamas have special needs. Oh, sorry. No, no. Um, Yeah, Mamas Have Special Needs Too Facebook group. That's funny. I forgot the name for a second. (laughs) Anyway, reach out there and come and find me and we can work together and help you get to the place that you want to be because your mental health matters. You are where the rubber meets the road when it comes to taking care of your child and giving them what they need to thrive, whatever that means for them. You need the help and support to thrive too. And that's what I am here to do for you. All right. So let's start off with talking about an experience that I had with my coach, who actually is a mom that is uh, raised or has raised a child with special needs. And so it's been really great (laughs) to talk up to her. And so I was having a discussion with her where I was talking about this concept that things are really hard. And what I was trying to, to get at was that I wanted it to be easier. And so I was asking like, how do I make this easier? And she really kind of stopped and was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's hard. Like that is the way it is. Like it's, it's hard to take care of another human, let alone one that has a medical diagnosis or a genetic uh, syndrome or you know isn't potty trained and is struggling and the potty training process is going on for years. And then you have another, another child that needs your help and is autistic and, and you're trying to help him figure out his way in the world. Like these are all really difficult things. Like you don't need them to be easy. You just need to accept that they're hard blew my mind like it it feels like it's obvious when I say that but we are programmed in our day and age to feel to to lean towards ease and to lean towards happiness and to seek those things out to pursue them and so when you are dealt a hand in life that has um a different layer of difficulty I don't necessarily like the idea that that my life is harder than other people's lives because when I look at other people and I look at what they're dealing with, I mean, and you can pick whatever it is. I mean, you don't have to look very far to find it. But when I look at what other people are dealing with as far as the hand that they have been dealt in life, I don't necessarily think it's harder. I don't think that I'm super special because because I have a different set of challenges in my life right? It's just a different kind of hard. But what I do notice is when I try to make it super special and I try to say, ooh, like I have, um, you know, children that have special needs. That makes me, that makes my life way harder than a lot of other people, you know? And and not that, but other people tell me that too. <laughs> like, well, I can do what you're doing. Like you, you're you a superwoman. Like that's so hard. And, and it's not, and I don't say this because I think that they are, you know, I think that they are genuine, you know, and it's all kind of like we all deal with our hard experiences. And when it comes time to look at someone else's life and look at what they're dealing with, we kind of go, "Ooh, you know what? I just like to keep my hard experience. I don't really want yours. I'll keep mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, it's because we know we are familiar with it and we we have learned how to live with it. OK. Anyway, that's a side tangent. The, the point here is that everyone experiences hard things right? And I'm not saying that to belittle anyone's hard experience, but just to even the playing field. Because the reason that we feel as moms that have kids with special needs that our life experience is so hard, the reason that we experience our life as hard is because we are resisting the fact that it is what it is. We're resisting the fact that we have children that have a different set of challenges than other kids. Other kids have challenges too. Ours are just different in a different way. And yes, even harder than other kids. It's harder. And that I think is a fact. Harder than other kids, right? Not harder than other hard things right, just harder than the typical developing child that doesn't experience a disability, that doesn't experience a sickness, that doesn't experience, you know, being left out or excluded because they can't talk to the other kids or they can't play with them or, you know, you get my drift. So the reason, like I said, that you're feeling like it's hard is because you're resisting the acceptance of what it is. Yeah, in essence it's it's an argument with reality so here's how you can know if you are resisting right if you're making things harder than they are because there's something that I want to distinguish that when something is genuinely hard like for example when i don't get enough sleep during the night because my children don't sleep through the night yet right so it's been 7 years and i still haven't really slept it is more rare that i sleep all the way through the night than common okay now I love my sleep and I need myself some eight hours of sleep in order to function well, like optimally, but I'm not getting that. So that is hard. Right. And I don't I don't function at my top self or I have to compensate in another way with like the way I eat or exercise or trying to take a nap or something like that in order to function just like someone that like another mom that would be able to get enough sleep you know, regularly. So that is something I don't have. And that is something that is hard. But what makes it more hard is when I go, this is not fair. It shouldn't be this way. Okay, that's the the hardness to process that's normal is the the hardness of not having enough sleep. But the hardness compounds and the difficulty, the difficulty of the hard experience compounds when I go, it shouldn't be this way. When I argue with reality, when I argue with the fact that I'm not getting enough sleep. And the problem with it is that that arguing will keep going on and on and on forever. And the reason why is because when you argue with reality, you lose. But only every time you lose. (laughs) Okay. And so it's, it is in your best interest if you're looking to decrease the difficulty that you experience, it is in your best interest to stop arguing with reality. Okay, and here's what I want to do. I want to share with you right now the simple three-step process that I created that can help you do that. And please do not underestimate the power of what this can do for you because it is simple. I've boiled it down to try to make it simple on purpose, but it doesn't mean that it's so simple that it won't work. Okay. So here are the three steps. The first step is to name it. This is hard. The second step is to accept it. Okay. This is hard and it's okay. And step three is now what? Make a plan. What are you going to do about it now that you're living from the place of what is actually happening and not what you wish would happen? So let me just walk through these three. The first one, the power of naming something is that you bring it into the forefront of your mind. And you cannot do something that you don't have awareness about. You cannot change something that you're not aware about. And you might be like, well, I'm aware that I'm, that it's hard, right? But what I want you to do is name the hardness that you're compounding on top of the hard too. So you're like, okay, so for example, I've been using the example of waking up in the middle of the night. So I am woken up at 3am and I'm going in to help my daughter and as I drag myself out of bed, it can be like, oh, this is hard. Okay. And that's one that's naming the hard part. That is, that is the circumstance of my life. It is, it is what it is that I don't sleep all the way through the night because of what my children need. And I want to be there for them. So I don't get a full eight hours of sleep. That's hard. But then when I realize that I'm going oh, I'm frustrated. Why can't she just sleep? This is so frustrating. She should be able to sleep. This is so unfair. Like, I wish that this wasn't my life. Okay. That is a different kind of a hard and identifying that and naming it like, okay, this is hard that I don't get enough sleep. And I am making it harder by telling myself that this shouldn't be the case. Okay. Name them both. This is hard and I'm making it hard. You want to name them because once you bring it to the surface and once you're more aware, then you have more power to do something about it. Now, step two is acceptance. And the acceptance part is going when you pull yourself out of bed. Like when I'm pulling myself out of bed in the morning, I'm going, oh, this is hard. It's okay. Like it's not a problem. It's not a problem. This is just my life. It's just what it is. Okay, that's the acceptance part. And, and the reason it, it a lot of people have a problem with this step, why well, you will probably have a problem with this acceptance step, is because it feels like giving in, feels like settling, feels like giving up, feels like, I guess this is just the way my life is going to be forever and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, sometimes that is what people define as acceptance. And what I want to say is no. That is not what acceptance is. At least that is not what I mean when I say it. When I say acceptance, what I mean is a settling into this is my life. Not this is how it will be forever, but this is how it is right now. This is this is what's happening. Right? It's, it's almost like you step out of the judgment version of yourself and you step into the observer part of yourself as if you were someone that that had no emotional connection to your situation you would you would say she doesn't get 8 hours of sleep and that's it like okay or her her children just need help during the night they don't sleep through the night and okay like that's that's just what is you're stating it as a fact and that helps the acceptance to set in Right. And something that you, because this is about the genuine part of, of like the deck of cards that you've been dealt in life, kind of hard. Don't, I don't advise that you accept the, this, it shouldn't be this way. This is so hard. I want it to be different. I don't advise accepting that. Cause I mean, that's what you're already doing, right? You're already accepting that into your narrative, accepting that into your belief system and your life that your life shouldn't be this way. This is so hard for my child. This is unfair. They shouldn't have to experience this. And this is something my coach said to me. She's like, whoever said that it was fair? Who told you that? And I was like, well, nobody told me that. That's just what I just think it is. And she's like, no. Life isn't fair. That's the way it is. Like, if you look around, who has a life that's completely fair? A life that they deserve? It's like, nobody. Nobody. Not when you really get to know them. So life isn't fair. So if you hear that popping up in your narrative in your mind of like, no, this is unfair for my child. They shouldn't have to go through this. I shouldn't have to go through this. They don't, we don't deserve this. Listen, maybe this is the hard truth, but it's not about what we deserve. It's not about what's fair. Going down that pathway and that thinking will only make things harder. So don't accept that narrative. That's not what I advise. <laughs> that's not what I, I want to offer is what you should accept, right? And, and you don't need to judge yourself harshly for having that narrative. Just notice it and let it go. Okay, what you can accept is that, yeah, life is unfair and this is what is happening for us. And that's okay. Okay. I don't need to change this. I just need to decide how I want to show up now. right? And that is the third step, which is so now what? Now what? Now you're at the place where it's like, okay. And oh, I want to add this really quick to the step two. How will you know if you've entered into an, an acceptance of what it, what your life is? And you'll know because of how you feel. If you feel resistance, if you feel a fight, if you feel a defeated, these are indicators that you haven't reached a place of acceptance. Acceptance is a a type of neutrality. It's a type of not numbness, but a a peaceful like, okay, this is it. This is what we have. This is what we have to work with. This is what we currently are experiencing. This is it for now that this is what we have in this moment. And there's a peace and a calm and a neutrality that comes about it. It's not necessarily something that's like, ooh, I'm so excited. This is our life. I'm so, this is all wonderful. But it, it, that's not really what I'm talking about. But it's also not the, this is so hard, this is unfair, right? You're, you're just there settled in a peaceful, calm place where now you can take an action and make a plan that is fueled by something that's more positive, right? Because remember, our emotions fuel our actions. They fuel what we do and what we do creates the experience that we have, the life that we live. Yeah. Okay. So step three, going the now what, this is what helps us to move from a place of acceptance. And really step two is where you're going to feel that relief of the hardness, but step three, the now what, is what helps you utilize um, the peace that you've now come to to help create a life that is less hard. So let me give you an example with with like therapy, for example. You might have two different families that are that are doing therapy with with their child. For, let's use speech therapy, for example. So two different kids are going to speech therapy and you have two different moms that are taking their children to um, speech therapy. Now, one mom, let's call her uh, mom A. <laughs> We're getting super creative. Mom A, mom B. So mom A is taking her child to therapy, but she is fueling it from a place of this is so unfair. My child should be able to speak. My child should be able to have the experience of connecting with other kids her age by being able to speak, right? This is one version of myself. And so she takes her daughter to therapy to, in hopes that she will learn how to speak so that then she can have the life that she deserves and the life that is fair, right? So she is fueled by um, anxiety or worry or um Even like determination could be the the emotion that that action of taking her child to therapy is fueled by, but it's a determination for a very specific um, outcome because she feels like that outcome will help her feel better about her life, that that outcome will help her life to not be so hard. OK, that's why she's fueled by that's why she's taking her child to therapy or she's fueled by the idea that like she's determined, which fuels the action of taking her child to therapy consistently to um, to get her life, her child, the life that that they deserve. Right. To get the life that he deserves. Do you see that? So that is the fuel that is pushing her to do that action. Now let's take mom B. Mom B is functioning from a place where she goes, okay, like this is our life and it's okay. Like it's the deck that we've been dealt, the hand that we've been dealt, and I'm okay with it. I'm I'm accepting it all. It's whole. We're whole. And now what are we going to do? You know what? Let's figure out a plan to support our child. So that they can grow to reach their full potential. Whatever that potential looks like. And so they also take their child to therapy. But they don't have necessarily, they don't need their child to speak in order for, like that mom doesn't need her child to speak so that she can feel like her life is less hard. Does that make sense? Where it's, it's, I'm at peace And we're going to take the same action of going to therapy just like mom A so that we can just provide opportunity for growth, which is really what all of us moms really, really want for our kids is opportunities for them to grow to their greatest potential. And all of those potentials look different. Okay. Now, what is curious, what is interesting and fascinating about this is that mom A and mom B look the same on the outside. So that's why people can't really see That you're struggling so much. That's why people can't really tell that life is so, so hard for you, right? Because it's not something that's visible. We can take the same kinds of actions, but from a very different set of feelings. One that feels hard and feels difficult and feels like we have to push, push, push and fight, fight, fight for our children and for us. And then there's another version that is at peace with where you're currently at and you're living life, providing support, and it's nice, you know, and then there are still things that are hard about it, like, it's it's hard to try to figure out how to understand your child when they can't use language, I mean, it's already hard to understand your child when they can, <laughs> you know, and so when they can't, it's like, okay, we have to figure out a different way, we've got to get creative to figure out how we're going to talk to each other, and understand each other, and then come up with a creative way on how we can teach our children to communicate with the world because they have a different set of skills that they're functioning from right now. So that, so the three, I just want to summarize again, the three-step process here is to name it. Okay, this is hard. This hard is what I'm creating and I can let that go. And this hard really is just because it's a hard set of circumstances in life, right? You name it, bring some awareness to it and then accept it. Like it's okay. This is our life. It's okay. And now what are we going to do about it? Step three, what are we going to do about it? So now, now what? You will feel so much more empowered and so much more at peace if you can take yourself through this really simple three-step process. It's been life-changing for me. I know it will be for you. And I am so excited for what I feel this could do for our community, that it could help us get to a place where our life experience doesn't have to be hard like compounded hardness. It is possible for you. If you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking there's no way. Like this is this is just hard and there's no way it can feel any better. Look, I'm not saying you should try to make it easy because there are things about it that will never be easy. But you can create a space for yourself where you can become resilient and being able to name what's hard to accept it and to develop a plan where you have power to do something that is empowering that's when you take your hard life experience and you own it and just in the ownership of itself that creates relief from the hard thank you so much for being here today if you want to have more content like this come to my Mamas Have Special Needs to Facebook group where I do Facebook Lives. We can do questions or you can reach out to me through that group in a personal message and we can get connected. All right, ladies, thanks for sharing your time with me. And until next time, take care.